Welcome to A Higher Future in Healthcare, where we're exploring obstacles and solutions to healthcare's growing workforce demands. Tune in to hear from thought leaders as they share their perspectives on strategy, technology, AI, and people who are paving the way for transformative change. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Higher Future in Healthcare. I'm Ubaldo Siminietti, uh, co-founder of IA Healthcare, uh, one of the hosts of this program where we're this special series, we're talking about AI in healthcare. I know it's a, it's a priority uh, topic in a lot of healthcare leaders' minds. They want to understand AI. They want to understand how it can impact everything from patient care to, you know, internal processes, um, you know, to external communications, whatever it might be, AI potentially has a place. And we want to understand that from a lot of different perspectives. So we're having a lot of different conversations with people like Samantha Nava. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So yeah, so we want to get your perspective on all this. And and uh, but first, tell us a little bit about you, your background, what you're doing now as it relates to AI, and then we'll dive into a fun conversation. Sure. Um, so I. Samantha Nava, I am the Director of Partnerships for the Ken Kennedy Institute at Rice University. Uh, we are the AI Institute and Computing here at the university. Uh, but my background is in research, biomedical research, and my professional background has mostly been in business development, particularly when it comes to innovation within hospitals, rural clinics, and small um, healthcare providers. Um, so I have a lot of experience with finding new technologies and helping doctors to incorporate that into their practices. Um, and then now I'm, I'm really getting my feet wet with the, uh, the AI component of that. Yeah, let, so let's talk about just in general, right? New technologies, new innovations, particularly being introduced into healthcare organizations. And, and what we could talk about this from the perspective of both small and large organizations. Mm -hmm. um, you pointed that out uh, prior to us hitting record here is that, I mean, there is a difference, right? And how they all look at that, but maybe there's similarities as well. But before we get into AI, just in general, introducing new technologies, new innovations, what have you seen in terms of success? Like, how do we help help healthcare organizations, in particularly who you know stereotypically kind of have or seem to be a little behind sometimes in terms of tech adoption? Sure. Right? Sure. And for different size organization, it'd be for different reasons, right? A big sure. giant ship would take a long time to get all the quote unquote paperwork signed to get it technologies integrated. Whereas in small um, organizations, rural hospitals, for example, they may not have access to, you know, the new and upcoming technologies that are out there. So uh, as far as getting things in the door, at least what I've seen, it really has to do the doctors play a, a significant, if not the imperative role in getting technologies in. Um, healthcare providers, particularly, you are the ones that are seeing the patients, you're discussing with nurses, you see the inefficiencies and efficiencies of the organization. So to really understand the problem that a new technology may be trying to solve and whether or not this technology is actually solving it, that's gonna be really crucial in bringing in new technologies. Um, 
For large organizations, I see a variety of things. A lot of them will have to do with uh, efficiency. So particularly within AI, you'll see a lot of things that will deal with like call centers, um, patient uh, notes and data, um, et cetera, right? Dealing with Epic and how to integrate all of that information in creating a value-based experience, but in a very time-effective manner. Um, whereas you talk about rural hospitals, it's mostly about how can you treat a large population uh, when you don't have all the facilities required. And AI has come quite a ways in being able to help with predictive analytics and personalized medicine. And it can be really useful tools for, for organizations that you know, will have to send patients out to larger hospitals if things get too severe. So, so what is your kind of general definition of AI? Like when somebody asks you, well, what is AI? How do you yeah. define it? So yeah, that's that's a great question because I think it's turning into a little bit of a, a buzzword there. Uh, oh. But AI for me, it's, it's simply a tool. Um, just like, you know, auto, I'm sorry, word check is a tool on my Microsoft Word. Uh, AI is a tool for, you know, um, execution. So, you know, ChatGPT is something that we're all a little familiar with. Uh, that for me is a tool to help with writing. Um, and AI within the hospitals is very similar. So, you know, it's it's a kind of common misconception that they're to replace jobs, but most of the technology that I've seen actually just helps you be more efficient at your job. Uh, one example that I see a lot is with radiology and imaging. Um, there are a lot of technologies there that are able to process and automate uh, imaging processing in, in such a really efficient way, but it doesn't really take away the job of the radiologists or the technicians. It simply just takes away those let's say those healthy radiographs that you don't really need to spend a ton of time in out of the thousands that you have to see in a single day, but rather focus your time on those radiographs that are really uh, troublesome or imperative, or they may have an issue that needs a little bit more time and care to diagnose the situation. Um, so yeah, like I said, AI is a tool. It's meant to be used to, to help you go faster and be more efficient at, at your work. Yeah, I, I love that because it, it... In, in, I mean, you could define AI in like just so many broad terms, right? But this is a great way to really start to phase, phase into it. And, mm -hmm. and absolutely, like, like ChatGPT is such a great way to think about it because it does, it can help you be more efficient in terms of, you know, creating everything from, you know, marketing materials or, at least, or, or just getting right. you further down the line yeah. than, you know, most people would, right? Because we procrastinate, mm -hmm. we're human, our biases get in the way, right? This is a way to sort of cut some of that out and really help yeah. us focus on what's on the data that's important, maybe is the best way to Absolutely. look at it. And that's actually a really good point because I think biases is the biggest danger that we have when it comes to AI in the sense that, you know, even technologies that are developed today, they really didn't quite, not all of them took a uh, biases into account and ensuring that we have adequate representation of the data points that we're collecting, right? So right. as physicians, if you're incorporating AR, if you're getting the opportunity to work with the new technology, it's really your responsibility to ensure that we are considering all aspects of healthcare, particularly within healthcare, because we deal with so many different types of populations and age groups, et cetera. And it's important that we're representing everyone or else we get to the kind of the same place that we are today when it came to um, early drug discovery and development. Yeah, that's a great point. Where, 
have you seen any specific AI use cases as it relates to diversity and inclusion in that way, or or yeah, at least discussions or work groups that are focused on that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I will um I will mention that uh, particularly within clinical trials research, mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of the easiest one to see because those projects are are quite small. I mean, short term in the relatively compared to our healthcare cycle. Um, but you will see that uh, without diverse representation, what we're really doing is narrowing down how these medicines are affecting the patient population. So for example, um, it's, it's very widely known that the folks that participate in clinical trials tend to be on the um, more affluent side of things financially, as well as uh, tend to be Caucasian in background. So as these technologies get developed, they're based off of those patients in those specific socioeconomic um, areas. So when you try to implement a new cancer drug or therapy, and it's not really quite working in the African or Latino communities, you try to figure out what happened. And it's because it was only tested on a certain demographic and not necessarily on the other. And that happens between age groups, that happens between male and female, um, that happens really all across the board. And so AI is as efficient as it is. There's also a danger in that it's also quickly developing, right? So it's our responsibility uh, to ensure that we're representing as much as possible. And there's really only one way to do that, and that's um, to collaborate with as many folks as possible, getting policy advocates involved, getting um, scientists involved, getting patient yeah. advocacy groups involved, et cetera. So you really just need everybody at the table um, to really ensure that we're keeping all perspectives open as, as much as we can. Yeah, I love that. And I'd love, um... The, the conference that you all just had a couple mm -hmm. months ago, um, but but quickly to that point, you know, it, it's what I think people fail to realize and understand, and this is largely my issue with how it's communicated, right, is, is you know, AI is only as good as who programmed it, the, the right. current AI, right? So if you've got a, you know, quote unquote, a team of white dudes back programming this thing, those biases are going to translate into the final product, right. um, and and so talk a little bit about the conference that you all just had and what the like what's coming out of that. So we are we just finished our second year. Um, it's the AI yeah. and Health Conference, um, hosted by Ken Kenny at Rice University, um, and it's been. Well, we've just been getting a lot of um, feedback, attention, and attendance, and it's been really wonderful. Because healthcare and AI is such a huge uh, topic area, we find ourselves every year having to focus on narrow um, topics so we can have meaningful discussions. So, for example, this year we focused on AI with sleep uh, research, um, AI with ethics, um, AI with um using digital twins, which isn't exactly an AI component, but they're very closely related among a few other topics. So that is really helpful for us because we get to see healthcare providers, developers, as well as um, uh, decision makers all in the same room discussing the same topics. Um, so it's been it's been really wonderful to see so many folks just I think the biggest complaint is that we don't have enough time to really delve into all of these subjects and trying to, you know, fit an agenda of five days for all of these people. But it's still uh, a great opportunity for us to start kicking off the discussions and introducing folks. So hopefully it can kick off some some collaborations among organizations. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I, I imagine the ethics piece in particular 
mm-hmm. is a big focus for healthcare providers. Can you talk a little bit about, about that piece specifically? Yeah. I mean, I would say that, um, I, I would challenge that thought and say that the ethics is probably the biggest portion that is still, we recognize it's important, but there isn't really a solid standardized way to incorporate that in there. So it kind of comes back to my earlier point of making sure that you have everybody included at the table when we're developing new technologies or improving them or et cetera. Um, we need those folks that are involved with ethics, right? Um, the folks that are in sociology, et cetera. I mean, those folks would really understand how where our biases lie, right? We need the folks that have different perspectives and backgrounds to challenge our, our own. And so uh, we did have quite a few people come in from that uh, that area, including some folks from the FDA, which was really refreshing to see. Cool. Uh, but the biggest lesson we got out of that session, by the way, was that the FDA is listening. They they want to be able to you know put something together because AI is growing so rapidly, and you know government is notoriously a little bit behind with development and and standardization. Um, so it, it's important to get all of these folks together. And we had a really meaningful discussion about what we can do to improve that. Um, it was it was really nice to see. Yeah, that's awesome. How can people um, get involved, attend next year? Where can we send yeah. people? So right now, all of our sessions are online. Um, we cool. have a website, kenkennedy.rice.edu. Um, we also have a LinkedIn page. We start announcing um, the next year, probably starting in January. Um, so people can start getting geared up for that. Um, yeah, I would also follow any other organizations. Um, I'm a part of the um, Artificial Intelligence um, Health Committee, AI, A-H-I-I-C, uh, which is a good organization to keep in touch with what's going on. There's a lot of folks uh, from all over the country from different sectors of industry that are also involved with that. Uh, there's really just, just to be a part of the conversation is, is really the most important thing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't thank you enough. I think, you know, is if we need to keep having these conversations to your point mm-hmm. and the more and more people we can bring into that, absolutely. you know, I think the better off we're going to be. So, Samantha, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. All right, everybody, and thank you for tuning in and we'll check you next time. Thanks. A Higher Future in Healthcare is a production of IIA Healthcare a healthcare technology company and creators of Interview IA, an interview platform for healthcare organizations to streamline their interview processes to deliver unparalleled candidate experiences and to create a true competitive advantage for delivering quality care. Learn more at www.iiahealthcare.com.